Today on the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast, episode number 17. We're just about talking about personal financing, investing in yourself with my guest, Don Smith, from the personalgrowthchannel.com. Next on the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast. Welcome to the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast, a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley. My name is Joe Foley. I'm a dad, parent, and a crazy busy adult just like you. I know you're busy. So am I. And th- thank you for taking time to listen. I really appreciate it. If it's your first time, welcome. This is the podcast about having a conversation. I know I like finding other different topics like personal finance, budgeting, talking to different people from different Walks of life, jobs, experts. Like today, I'm, I'm a chance to talk to Don Smith from the personalbrokechannel.com. And we're talking about personal financing, budgeting, also investing in yourself. Like, that's how important. You know, take time to invest in yourself. Because, you know, if you don't, you just stop growing. And then what's the purpose? You know, I, I really believe in investing in yourself in growing. So let's jump right into the interview. Today on the podcast, my guest, Don Smith. He's the founder of the Personal Growth Channel and the father of five children. Welcome, Don. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks. It's good to be here. Um, I have a curious question. I guess I'm reading your bio a little bit, and it was about being a, the, the Toastmaster Director of the Year. What does that entail? I was just curious. I've always been fascinated about the Toastmasters. Well, uh, I'm glad you asked. Actually, Toastmasters is something that uh, is near and dear to my heart. Uh, what Toastmasters is, is a group of people that have got together to develop their communication and leadership skills. So what that usually involves is uh, each week or you know, someone meet uh, just a, a few times a month, uh, a group of people to get together. And uh, we believe that uh, we can better our communication or speaking skills by doing some practice. And so we'll practice speaking. And the other part of that is getting feedback. So we'll get feedback from the rest of the room as far as uh, things that we could do to improve ourselves. That's interesting. Is um, is it you, people? Is they, what does a Toastmaster like? What does it the, what does it entail? Like, does somebody get, you give them a subject and they get up and speak for five minutes on a topic? Or yeah, there's a couple different things that they do there. Uh, one is prepared speeches, and that's usually like five to seven minute speeches, and those are things that you prepare. There's workbooks that they have for those. Uh, you know, the first is just a, a ten step series to get you into the uh, communication uh, manual. And each one of those things builds on each other. And then the other part, uh, so you've got your prepared speeches, and usually there's a couple speakers each time. And the other one is impromptu speaking, and that is table topics. And usually I'll go around the room, and each person is given a question, and then given one to two minutes to respond to that question. Well, something that's something to improve people's public speaking, I guess. 
Yep. It's definitely it's something very interesting to me myself, actually. Um, I guess um, another thing, too, I've been interesting is being a father of five. <laughs> I mean, I have, well, I have one child myself, and I'm going through a divorce myself, and being a single dad, I'm like, well, I got my hands full with a one-year-old, I mean a three-year-old. But I imagine being a dad of, um, you know, you're, I know you're married, but being a dad of five, I mean, how is that? How, how, how do you deal, de- deal day-to-day um, routine stuff? I was just curious. Well, I feel for you for uh, what you're going through right now. I, I, I've actually been uh, divorced in the past myself and uh, was a single dad for a while, so that uh, certainly is a, a struggle sometimes. As far as uh, a dad of five, uh, you know, one of the things I was thinking about is we took a, a trip a little while back, and we did a lot of uh, really fun things, went and swam in the ocean and, uh, you know, went and uh, saw you know, some alligators and things like that. And so, you know, it was really just a fun week with the family. And I was coming back and I asked uh, one of my daughters, you know, what what was the best part of this week? And her comment to me, you know, just really hit me hard was, I just really enjoyed spending time with you, Dad. And, you know, that's probably the, the hardest thing with having five kids is just being able to spend time individually one-on-one with each one. What do you, what do you usually do? Like, like one day you take one, one child, the next day, and how does it usually work? I mean, you try to make one day special just for them? Well, I would like to say that I do that all the time. Uh, unfortunately, it's usually, uh, you know, more like maybe once a week that I'm able to spend a long time with each uh, individual child. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just trying to find those little moments, you know, even if it's just driving them to practice or something like that to ask about their day a little bit. Uh, that's the type of things that you can do there. I mean, that, it's just a few minutes. I mean, I know my son, he just appreciates me reading those books before he goes to bed. And he usually tells me and, and tries to negotiate to get out of bed. So, <laughs> <laughs> Of course. <laughs> I mean, three and a half, I think he's the best negotiator in the world. Uh, yeah, I've always uh, thought that my uh, children ought to go into uh, business as lawyers. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, the something that really interests me and you um, sent me a link for, for is the 10 steps to generating wealth, like personal finance. What was, I just kind of want you to elaborate a little more on that. I was something very interesting. Uh, sure. You want me to go through those uh, steps? Yeah, let's go through them. That sounds like a great idea. Okay. Uh, Well, this is actually an article that I put together. As you might imagine, I've struggled quite a bit as a a dad, especially with multiples and being a single dad myself for a while. And I've really spent a lot of time researching the subject of wealth generation, and I've kind of distilled everything that I've learned myself. Uh, You know, I've I've added significantly to my wealth over the last uh, several years and put them down into just 10 general steps that you can do. And I think the very first thing is to just kind of get it through your head that, you know, this can be done. Um, you know, you, there's a lot of very wealthy people in the world. You know, there's a study that just came out last year that said that there's probably around 35 million people in the world with a net worth, net worth of more than a million dollars. And what I've found is really the only difference between them and, and the average person is really just the habits that they've created. You know, a lot of these people, um, they start out with loads of debt just like the rest of us did. Uh, you know, a lot of them have gone bankrupt at some point. Um, you know, aside from a few lucky lottery winners, I mean, most of these people are first-generation wealthy. You know, they're not 
people that uh, inherited all their wealth or anything else. And if you really study it, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting because a lot of the, you know, a huge percentage of lottery winners and people that inherit wealth, I mean, they're broke again within about three to five years. And that's just because they didn't have the right habits. So that's, that's a very first step in there. Well, I had a quick question about that is, because, um, you know, I mean, you said, like, get it, you know, you know getting your mindset that you can get it done. But also, have you ever issue with, like, um, negative thoughts coming into your head about, like, you know, like, you have a positive plan written out and everything else, and all of a sudden you get this positive thinking, and all of a sudden the negativ- negativity creeped in. How'd you deal with that? I was just curious. Well, sure. It, I think that's common to everybody. I mean, I had a, a huge setback at the beginning of last year. We had our basement flood, and, I mean, uh, even after insurance, we were set back almost $20,000. And uh, So those things do come up, and I think... All you can do is just reset yourself and uh, say, "Hey, I'm I'm going to go back on the plan, and we'll get it done again." Oh, that's 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 a positive thinking, and and, and it's a good way to um, think about that. And what would be the next step? I was just curious. Uh, second one is uh, to pay yourself first, and and that's a tough one, and it took me a long time to to get to that point, but. What most uh, people recommend is just taking at least 10% off the top and just sticking it in a savings account. And that money doesn't exist as far as the rest of your bills go or anything like that. And if you don't do that, I don't think you're ever really going to get wealthy. Uh, the next one there, uh, the third one. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, uh, 10% off the top. So automatically take it off your whatever you take home for pay or whatever your income is and um saving that's a how do you go man i'm not really shot i'd say that how would somebody go about doing that it just automatically do it or just have it automatically taken out what was your what was your process in the beginning well to be honest i didn't have a process in the beginning <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and that's where i struggled for you know probably the first uh you know 10 years of my adult life as i didn't have that process since then i've got into the habit of trying to really designate things that the savings are going for. You know, it's, it's kind of like dreaming. You know, what, what do I want to use this for eventually? And that allows me to stick that into the budget. And I, again, I, I try to shoot for around 10% uh, each month that's going to go to nothing but uh, putting away for a future time. And that's just uh, a matter of looking at your income and, uh, you know, taking the time to point one. And putting that in your budget as uh, as savings. Well, you said something about dreaming. Like, well, not dreaming, but like thinking of things you could do, and then and then it helps you put the money away. Yeah, I think it is uh, very helpful to think about uh, what the, what you want the money to go to, and I'll get to that here in one of these later steps. As far as uh, when you're talking about creating the plan. It's just dreaming about what you want to do in the future. And that that's one thing that is very helpful when you're talking about finances is to try to figure out why. You know, why are you saving? Uh, what would be the next step? Uh, next one is giving some away. And I know that that's uh, subject to a little bit of debate, and uh, I mean, it sounds counterintuitive. But most people uh, recommend taking another 10% and actually giving that away, you know, maybe to a local church, a uh, charity of your choice. And that's one thing that I think a lot of wealthy people, you know, they don't ask, uh, can I do this? They ask, how can I do this? 
And I, I think that just helps you get in the mindset. Of, it gets you in the mindset of being disciplined with your money. And it also gets you into the mindset of having plenty. In other words, you've got enough to give away. I, again, going back to that first step, I think the mindset of believing you can do this is one of the most critical pieces here. I mean, I could see that, like you said, the first step of being the, the mindset, because I mean, I mean, myself, I can see him like I had a plan, and all of a sudden, the, the negativity again creeping in, and like, and it derails you. But I can see that what you mean by the first step. Yeah, yeah. And it is hard to, to stay positive on these things. Uh, as you've experienced, as I've experienced, there are things that come up that are unexpected that will derail you for a little while. And the only thing you can do is just try to get back on the plan. The next one here is uh, creating a plan. And uh, that's, uh, you know, if you, unless you've been living under a rock for the last uh, lifetime, <laughs> you know, you've, you've probably heard of a, a budget. And that's where I, I actually differ with that just a little bit. I like to call that a spending plan. And the reason I like to call it a plan is because I'm trying to plan out, you know, what, what, where do I want my money to go? So that I'm not asking at the end of the month, where did my money go? You know, I'm starting the month at the beginning saying, where do I want it to go? And that's where you're just writing down what your income is, writing down what all your expenses are. You're looking at your dreams in the future. You know, do you want to take trips? Do you want to, you know, not be a burden on people later in life? So you want to have some retirement uh, subjects. Uh, you know, any of those things that you want to take care of. Um, then you mentioned about execute. Next, I would be executing a plan. You mean putting the plan into into works? Yeah, and again, I think that's a, a spot where a lot of people really mess up. Um, you know, I, I've done this uh, numerous times in the past where I write down everything, and then I still get to the end of the month to go and uh, where did everything go? <laughs> and the reason is, is I wrote it all down, but I didn't run that past the wife, I didn't run it past, you know, anybody that might be spending uh, the money, uh, you know, and I didn't... Uh, execute. Uh, you know, I didn't specifically set aside those things and say, okay, when I hit this, there is no more. Uh, you know, I, I've gotten to the point now where I like to uh, do a lot of things in cash now, um, uh, you know, where I'm actually going in and if there's discretionary things, you know, I, I went tonight and, you know, got some ice cream and stuff, you know, those types of things I'm paying for in cash and I have a certain amount set aside for those types of things. That's a little different. I mean, that's a different thing. Most people, most people pay with cards. Me myself, I, I, I like to pay a cash because I probably know better what's in my account. But um, I'm normally I've gone to the to the point that I use debit cards. So I mean, I mean, he's always using my debit card. I've never seen him have cash, but cash seems like a better way of handling it. Yeah, and I still do use a debit card for things like gas and things like that, where it's just easier to do that. Um, but the nice thing about cash is you actually. You know, feel leaving your hands. Uh, I mean, that was something that uh, when I went through Dave Ramsey's financial peace course, uh, he talks a lot about is using cash because you actually feel the money, you know, and you can see it too. You know, with a debit card, you just keep swiping, and uh, you know, eventually you may run into a situation where they say decline, but you don't really see it going away. <laughs> it's almost like a lottery. You go up there, going, is it going to be go through? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I think the best step in preparing for emergencies. Um, like I'm, I can give an example, like like you know, car repairs or home repairs. What was, what was your experience? 
Well, I think this is, again, uh, you know, the types of things you're talking about is just a basic emergency fund. Uh, going back to Dave Ramsey, he says put together $1,000 and just set that aside. That's your rainy day fund uh, for those types of everyday things that come up. Uh, and you know that those are going to come up. Uh, you've got tires that are going to have to be replaced. You, you know, those those aren't really, they are emergencies, but you know that they're going to happen eventually. So you've got to put some away for that. Um, and then, you know, getting rid of uh, your debt, if, you know, if you had lost your job or something like that, that debt's going to kill you uh, when you run into that. The other thing is insurance. Um, you know, I, I've been in situations in the past uh, where for years, I mean, my, my monthly medical bills, um, not counting premiums or, you know, over $1,000 a month, were outlining for, for medical. So you've got to have medical insurance. Uh, you know, anything that can just completely ruin your finances, you know, losing a home, um, losing, a, you know, a, a car, if, you know, somebody got, you injured somebody and they sued you or something like that, you, you've got to insure against those things. At the same time, you don't want to, you know, insure your car for, or your uh, house for $10 million. So you got to, <laughs> you've got to pay attention to that too. But, but you do want to have insurance against those things because there are things that happen. I mean, I, I just had a friend that uh, lost a house a little while back and, you know, even with insurance, uh, he's he's struggling really bad. So, what would be um? Yeah, it's it's not that's not fun when um, losing a home or something like that, struggling. Um, what would be the next? What's the next step? Uh, next uh, step, I think, is just working hard. Um, you know, I, I think most of us have heard the mantra about working smart, not hard, and doing something you love, and you know, never have to work a day in my life. And <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, I'm in a cold. I'll just say, you know, uh, I, I, yeah, I've been blessed to know, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, actually, quite a number of people that are millionaires or multimillionaires. Um, I worked as a uh, uh, director at a bank for a little while and uh, had the opportunity to, to look at some people's finances. I mean, these people aren't really any different than you and I, but. But the, what they did is, uh, you know, they worked hard, especially in the beginning. Um, and uh, most of them, I mean, it wasn't unusual to find people who worked 60, 70, 80 hours a week, uh, small business owners and that type of thing. And what we tend to see is we see the result of all that, which, you know, towards the end of their careers, they're... They've got people around them that are doing a lot of the things that they used to do. They're being able to take vacations and things of that nature. And, and I think it's human nature to say, well, you know, well, they're not really working too hard. Well, yeah, but they did at one point. <laughs> you know, I, I think there is a, uh, something to be said about working smart, though, too. I mean, you know, an example I always like to use there is you wouldn't want to dig a lake with a spoon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it take a long time, so there's there's better ways to do things, but but working hard, I, I think you do have to do some of that. It sounds like you need to lay a good foundation for future future um, future things you want to do. Yeah, and that's really what the next step is uh, talking about too here, which is finding mentors. And I think you're going to have a lot of trouble getting uh, really wealthy on your own. And the way to do that is to find some mentors around you that'll help. Um, you know, I, I've been blessed to have a lot of mentors in my life. That's part of the reason why I started this uh, personal growth channel is to give back to, a little bit to the community. But 
the other thing that you can do is if you can't find those direct connections at first, you can invest in books. Um, I mean, there's books written about practically every subject that you'd want to know about. And that's something that I've done a lot myself is just developed a reading habit. And I mean, those are just as good as uh, in-person mentors a lot of times as well. What kind of books you, like, would you recommend for mentoring? Anything you could, on top of your mind, like top of your head that you can think of? Well, it uh, really depends on what you want to help with. Uh, there's, you know, there's Think and Grow Rich uh, by Napoleon Hill. That's a good one if you're talking about uh, finances. Uh, Dave Ramsey's got uh, quite a number of books out there on personal finance. Uh, actually, uh, part of what I do here at the uh, Personal Growth Channel is we have a book program where you can sign up and we'll send you a recommendation each month. There's actually an entire list there. Uh, and there's you know relationships, finances, skills, uh, leadership, business. Uh, you know there's all kinds of uh, book recommendations out there, depending on what you're looking for. I'll make sure I put the link in the um, show notes about the um, the book recommendations for the Personal Growth Channel. The next step is enjoying life. Is it basically um, in, just enjoy life? I mean, what was your perspective on that? Yep. Uh, well, there's actually one other step in there, and that is investing. And, and that's uh, the rich people buy things that make them richer. <laughs> you know, most people buy things that make them poor. I mean, you'll go out and buy a brand new car, and now you've got all the insurance on that, and, uh, you know, repairs and things like that. Uh, they buy a, a, you know, an expensive house in a, in a neighborhood you can't really afford in, and, you know, now you need to feel like you need to have that expensive car to keep up with the neighbors and uh, you know rich people look at it a little bit differently what they invest in typically is things that make them richer you know that could be uh, the standard things like stocks and bonds uh, index mutual funds they also uh, do rental properties businesses um, and they also invest in their cell in themselves you know, one of the things that uh, Warren Buffett uh, said that I love is, generally speaking, investing in yourself is the best thing that you can do. Anything that improves your talents, no one can tax it or take it away from you. They can run up huge deficits and the dollar can become worth far less. You can have all kinds of things happen. But if you've got talent yourself and you maximize your talent, you've got a tremendous asset that can return tenfold. And one of the things that Warren was known for is he would read five, anywhere from 500 to 1,000 pages every day. Oh, wow. You know, and that, that's part of where he was able to form his wealth from, is just investing in himself in that way. So, so I, I think there's, that's one of the key steps there is just investing and, and buying things that are going to make you more money and and one of the things, again, is your education, and uh, you can do that uh, either through formal education with colleges or through uh, mentorship relationships at jobs or even reading as well. Well, it's funny, interesting is um, investing yourself. Like, I see all these courses online for like you, any big name you can see with $3,000 to take this online course and it's mentorships and stuff like that. Are you talking about some, some of that too also? I think you can do that, but... Honestly, I think there's a lot of it that you can find for free. Uh, there's tons of books written out there. 
And all it takes is just a trip to the library to be able to make those types of investments in yourselves. Now, there are professionals out there, and I think a lot of wealthy people will take advantage of those uh, professionals to get advice and plans and, uh, you know, surround themselves with good people as well that help them out. But a lot of it, I, I think, that you can just do by, by reading about it and, again, surrounding yourself with people that have those skill sets. Have you ever listened to podcasts? I mean, podcasts are usually people um, giving good advice and, and training and, and stuff like that. I was curious if you ever listened to podcasts before. Oh, sure, sure. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and, uh, and yours is a great one. Uh, certainly, I, I appreciate uh, you inviting me on this as well. Uh, I think that there's a lot of things that you can find there on podcasts. You can find out there on YouTube. Uh, TED Talks is a good one to, to find some good information on as well. I don't think, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't remember the last time I actually turned the radio on. I think it was just for the football game. That was it. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of the same way. Like, uh, I guess um, a while back they changed my talk station to rap, and yeah, I, I, I've been listening to podcasts ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. I usually have a book on if I'm in the car. Uh, what is? Oh, I'm curious. What is the Personal Growth Channel? I'm just wondering. What is it all about? I'm... Well, uh, the Personal Growth Channel is developed. I originally developed this just to share some of my uh, views and things that I've learned over the last 40 years. But that's really grown over the last uh, about year and a half. And the mission of the Personal Growth Channel is to help each other grow in our personal and professional lives. Now, that can be in the areas of relationships, finances, fitnesses, or fitness, or any other areas that you might think you might need a little bit of help with. You know, there's an entire community of people. We were just talking about uh, investing in ourselves and finding mentors and everything. Well, there's an entire community of people out there that believe in investing in themselves and others. And that's really what our community is. Uh, we've got about 7,000 members now. We've been rapidly growing over the last year. I mean, this uh, we've probably added another uh, 2,000 here in just the last two months, so it's it's really taken off. Oh, wow, 7,000 members. That's that's a lot of members. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, What is, like you said, you mentioned you had the um, book um, recommendation. Is there anything else? There are Facebook groups or anything like that? Do you have um, where they can meet, like meetups or online or something like that, or anything. Yep. Um, best way to find us is if you go to personalgrowthchannel.com. There is a Facebook community. There's a Reddit community. There's a Twitter. Uh, you can follow us there. And there's a hashtag uh, growth underscore channel um, is our uh, Twitter tag. And you can uh, join us in any of those communities. Uh, what is I, I guess we're wrapping it up. I guess what was your final thoughts? What um, you can give anybody advice on investing themselves in personal finance? Well, I think uh, just going back through those steps again. You know, you may want to rewind and listen to some of those things again. And then the last step in there is to enjoy life. I mean, we can get so caught up in trying to make money that we forget to live our lives, and that's something that. Uh, I found myself doing at times where I feel like I've got to do all these things to invest in my family, and then I have my daughter coming to me at the end of a trip going, you know, the best thing I liked about this was just spending time with you. <laughs> that could probably melt you hot right there. Yep, it did. It did. 
Well, I guess um, I, where, I could say where we find you. Just mention all your links and stuff like that about your Facebook group and Twitter and written like that. Um, do you have an email that you, if anyone to reach out to you if you want them to reach out to you? Sure. Uh, my email is dsmith at personalgrowthchannel.com. And then again, all our links are linked off our main homepage, uh, personalgrowthchannel.com. And there's on Twitter is probably one of the better ones. It's uh, um, at uh, Growth Channel. At uh, Growth underscore Channel. All right. Thank you, uh, Don. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And um, and uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Bye. Well, that's all I have for this episode. I want to say thank you for taking time to listen to No City on the Sideline Dad podcast. And also, I want to thank Don Smith for the great tips in the interview. You can find more about Don over at the personalgrowthchannel.com. Over there, you can find all his links, his contact information, and you can sign up for his newsletter because there's a great community over there, over 7,000 people helping each other, investing in each other, and investing in themselves. Also, you can find all the show notes for this podcast at nocityonthesideline.com. Hey, I have an idea. Why don't you comment? That'd be a great idea because, you know, I really want to hear from you. That's the reason why I do this podcast. Is I really want to connect with you. So please leave a comment. Constructive. Please. Because I want to know what I'm doing. And I'm, I want to hear from you because I want to know you're out there. All the comments help improve the podcast. And I really do appreciate if you leave a comment. Also, you can find all my contact information at nocityonthesideline.com slash contact. Where you can find my Twitter, my email, all my social media links. Well, thank you for your time, and thank you for listening to the podcast. Have fun. Get involved with your children. Take care of yourself. Invest in yourself. Because you know what? We only have one life to live, and time is short. Until next time, God bless. See ya. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates of the show and helpful and useful tips. This has been a production of Foley 42 Media.